Whether it's for work or play, we rely on home internet so much these days. Being connected and staying connected has never been more important. So if you want reliable internet bought you at speed, switch to Aussie Broadband. It only takes a few minutes to sign up and their 100% Australian-based support team are ready to help. Aussie Broadband, the actual Aussie way. Find out more at aussiebroadband.com.au. T's and C's apply. Hi, this is the Dill and Friends podcast. I'm Deborah, Dylan's mum. Thanks for tuning in and I hope you like the show as much as I do. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. G'day guys and welcome back to another episode of Dill and Friends. Absolute treat today, one of my great compadres. Uh, very excited to have him on the show. It's been a while in the making, Dill Shield. Dill, thanks for coming on mate. Thanks for having me, mate. Um, very excited to be here. Um, and just to be able to hear you introduce yourself to the podcast, I've heard it, heard it yes, a few times, obviously, yes, yes. Uh, on the car trips to training, but to see it in person is, is another another thing. Uh, everything's better up close, mate, and uh, you're very lucky to be here, to be honest. Um, you have, ever since you moved to Melbourne, um, thought the phone number had changed, hadn't, uh, hadn't been hearing a lot from you. Uh, I'd been down there for Christmas time. Um, yeah, it's, it was it was it was a bit disheartening, but I suppose we're here now and we can move forward. Well, it's not, that's a little bit untrue because we did <laughs> we did actually do a training session together over Christmas and we did. I smoked remember you. That. Yeah, I smoked you. Um, you have yeah. We did. I did try to orchestrate to do this podcast round one, but you didn't have a time slot for me. So yeah, um. I actually wanted to do this leading into <laughs> round one, but you didn't have time for me, and or or maybe I didn't have time for you. I'm not sure. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll move go on with that. Mate, um, we've known each other for a while. We have. We've uh, our friendship does span back a, a long time, really. Um, it all started 15, 15 yeah. years old. So we played together in the in the Vic Schoolboys together. Um, you're as dynamic then as you are now, and then obviously from there we progressed, and we actually got split up because you were a Danny Nong Stingrays boy at the time. Yep. And that went from there to the Vic Country region. Yes. And I was at the Vic Metro. But then we went to the AIS where we did travels to South Africa and Canberra. Um, it was very good times. Um, but there was one story that I did want to bring up with you, and I know you do remember it. There was an incident that, that did nearly test our friendship. We never nearly spoke again. Well, you are pretty sensitive back then, and you've come a long way. You're, you're actually at the other end of the scale. You're quite relaxed. But um, it was in 2009 or 10, we were in the AIS Academy squad together and we were doing a 10-day camp i think and we were spending a few days in aos in canberra mm-hmm. um and we took things pretty seriously then like you know we we this t- is the australian team mind you so we're yeah we're, top yeah. 30 kids in the country of that age and um what happened <laughs> <laughs> you know we were really practicing trying to be as professional as possible every he was carrying a bloody water bottle everywhere he went. Foam roller. Foam roller. Uh, never, never late to a meeting, which um, we try to practice today. Uh, wearing the you know correct gear, everything. So one training session, we jumped on the bus, and I cheekily uh, swapped Dill's boots over. So you had one pair of molds and one pair of studs. Um, and different coloured boots in yeah. each bag. And, this, and I'm pretty sure this was the first camp, so everyone's camp, trying yeah. to impress. And I was giggling on the bus, I think, and you'd walked on and you just took one look at me and you knew something was up and you were probably sick of me by then because <laughs> it was only six hours into the camp. 
And I just told you to have a have a little look at your boots if I could get it out when I was giggling. And you just spat the dummy and sprinted out of the bus. Mind you, mind you, we're just about to go to our first training <laughs> session. Like I said, we just met each other. Oh, sorry, we knew each other, but we just met the whole team six hours earlier. We're just about to go to our first session. Coach is there. Bus is ready to go. My hotel room's a kilometre away from the bus. You need to impress. And, and, and mind you, I'd never threw you under the bus either. So maybe that's got you to where you were today. Yeah, and you sucked up. But you got there. You got back in time. We waited and it didn't look good for you. But No, it didn't. Um, and you didn't talk to me I don't, for, for a good day or two there, which is a long time Should at the age three of days. 16, 17. Should three days. It was pretty funny, yeah. Yeah, it was hilarious. Good on you. Um, <laughs> now, mate, go, uh, back even further than that. So when we were in under 15s, we used to obviously played that carnival together. But then you'd come down and support uh, support us in our in our local teams because obviously yes. we, we both came from pretty successful teams I, i've stated um a lot you know i used to play for fitzroy uh, probably the best junior team to ever play the game you know this team yes hold on wait the- wait <laughs> <laughs> look at you i've got a photo of you wearing your helmet square head kick it i remember this kick i went and watched you play in the under 15 grand final kick. yeah you kicked the goal from the boundary and you gave it one hell of a celebration. you got to and, give it something, mate. And then this is what you look like. <laughs> <laughs> that is embarrassing. Uh, that was that was the famous grand final that we did beat Ashburton. And everyone talks about Ashburton. They were this great team. I've said it before. Tom Mitchell, Toby Green, Jack Viney, a few others. And um, <laughs> it was great. They, they were a great team. But you know what? Champion players don't make a champion team, deal. You had some pretty good players in your team, though. We did. We did have some good players as well. Guys that went on to AFL players. lists. Yeah, we did. We did. Hal Hunter, uh, former resident uh, player. Uh, Michael's, Michael was schoolless, one of my beautiful, beautiful friends. And, um, yeah, a few others out there. So it was good. But enough about me, mate. This is your show. Um, you also played in a great, great team. Uh, Edith Fell Aspendale. Yep. Five flags? Eight. Eight in a just, row. Just off. Yeah, we won eight, eight in a row. row. Yeah. yeah, Edith Fell Aspendale. Um, Eagles playing yes. the Frankston District Junior Football League, yeah. Um, and yeah, we uh, won eight flags in a row from under nines to under sixteens. Wow. Yeah, eight, nine, yeah, yeah, about that. That's pretty crazy, man. In all due respect, though, that Frankston League, you know, it was nothing like the Yarra League. There was probably like fifth division league. You won eight in a row. I get that, but you probably couldn't have. You probably wouldn't have even made gold division in our league. I'm not, not not sure about that. We had some guys. We had a pretty good team, Dill. Who'd like, you have? We had Jordan Kelly He's went on to player. went on to play. At he was on an AFL list. Hawthorne. And Brett O'Hanlon went on to the Richmond list and yeah, actually yeah, played yeah. a handful of games. Yes. So and we had a few guys that went on to play VFL. So, um, you know, we had, we had a pretty solid teammate, and I, I'd say we would be able to take it up to any team back then. Mm. And we did. We actually had a few practice games against some teams in the leagues, and sort of taught them a lesson in footy back then. <laughs> One handball, one long kick. It's a simple game plan. Eight flags. It's actually... No, it is impressive. Well done. I used to, think, I used to grow up thinking, gee, winning flags is bloody easy. Yeah, I know. Not easy. No. no. Uh, tell me about it, mate. I uh, Ever since winning that flag in under 15s, I don't think I've won more than three games in a row. So, um, high school, I think we won one game. I uh, went to Carlton. We all know the story there. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's about it. Anyway, mate, uh, early days of your AFL career, was in, it was a bit of a like weird way to come in you were one of the under 17 year old priority picks yeah 17 pre-selection um uh concession that the giants could pick up yeah before the draft yeah and how'd you find that so because you were actually 
Did you finish a year early, didn't you, school? So you yeah, were- yeah. So I was lucky because I was um, finishing or, or I was undertaking year 12 and um, if I was going to take the uh, normal path to, through the draft, I would have had to have 12 months um, in between school and getting drafted. So I would have looking at going to uni and playing another year of tap yeah. cup footy. Um, but yeah, so lucky enough, I fell into the age bracket that they could draft me a year early. And um, yeah, they notified me halfway through year 12 because they were able to do that. And I basically flew up to Sydney after my last year 12 exam. It was, um, you know, it was probably, it was actually a pretty underwhelming way to come into the AFL. Like, the, yeah, there's no draft. No surprise. There's no surprise. Um, got told after a school football game, which yeah. is obviously really nice. Oh, it's cool. Nice night, but then it was just. I was really well prepared for it for for that. Yeah. No. Well, that's it's actually a bit like when when I got to Carlton, it was a bit the same. You know, I sort of knew for a while I was going to go, and on draft night, it was just like knew for oh, a while. Okay. You, you were talking about it since you were fifteen. <laughs> you were like walking around in the schoolboys competition, like ah, oh, yeah, I'm basically at Carlton as it is. Like I know Juddy, I know all the guys. Murph's like my brother, mate. If it wasn't hard enough, you said you had the, the strange transition into AFL footy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you then decide to date the coach's daughter. I did, yeah. Um, Talk me through that. How did how did that happen? And was there any point that crossed your mind? We thought, well, geez, maybe I can't do this. Weighing it up, uh, just talk me through that whole experience. I'm mm. sure it was a, it was a tough one to go with. To the lovely Georgie, sorry, yeah. just to the lovely Georgie. She, we asked her with her today as well. So yeah. obviously, the proof's in the pudding. She's an absolute stunning, stunning young woman. Um, yeah. So. Moved to Sydney. Um, Choco and the family had relocated to Sydney as well because he'd obviously signed with the Giants to coach uh, with Sheeds. And, yeah, I mean, just uh, bumped into George after one club function and sort of started from there, mate. Um, obviously knew it was um, it was a dangerous territory going down that path, <laughs> but they do say love is blind. Yes, and, yes. And, then, um, and when it hits you, it hits you like a ton of bricks. It did, yeah. And... There's no doubt I had to think about it. Um, went to extensive um, analysis of the pros and cons of going down this path and, and the pros uh, certainly outweigh the cons. Definitely. Um, and, you know, talk about going the distance. Today is actually our eighth anniversary. Eight-year anniversary? Eight, eight years, oh yeah. Oh, my God. So, um, no, she's a, a lovely girl and um, she is. deeply in love with her. No, I am but in love with your love with her. It is On a serious note, I... Um, you know, AFL is challenging to establish yourself as a player and to get a game. And yes. I thought, well, I could seriously <laughs> guarantee myself some games here. Yeah. So I thought, well, let's um, let's go down this path. So you're telling me that's where I've gone wrong. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Find a coach's daughter. <laughs> Find a coach's daughter. Makes but, sense. <laughs> but yeah, he's, Mark's been a, a you know a fantastic um, mentor for me, and you know, uh, like a second father. Mm. Um, for me as well so we've got a great relationship and um, you know it's nice to be uh, just down the road from him at the moment they're um, relocated to Melbourne uh, we spent five years at Richmond so it's great to be um, you know close to them as well yeah how do you, do you actually remember though that initial conversation with him like was there a, is there a conversation that sticks You've out heard about this haven't you I actually haven't no <laughs> <laughs> I actually haven't but I just I just want to know the actual initial moment so any wise father has a pretty good uh, level yeah. of knowledge of knowledge of what's yeah. going on with their children's lives and and he's thinking he obviously found out that there's something happening with a player of his and his daughter yeah and 
he got to the bottom of it uh, and there was one training session when we were training at Blacktown at the time, 2011, and he just, I think it was after the warm-up, yeah. <laughs> literally during training, after the warm-up just said, come for a walk. <laughs> just pick just, just me out of the herd. <laughs> yeah. Pick me out of the herd. We were all pretty scared of him then and so everyone just like looked over their shoulder and going, what's going on here? They continued the next drill. I literally went for a walk around the oval with him during training and yeah. he just said look I know what's happening <laughs> I know the situation and I'm just sitting there going oh no what's going to happen yeah. and he's like obviously I can't be seen to be doing you any favours or yeah, yeah, giving yeah. you any advantage I'm probably going to be harder on you and I was obviously not going to um, argue with that and yeah. moved on pretty quickly and punched out the hardest working training oh, session I've ever done would have been through the roof through the roof intensity levels voice. get through the cones boys <laughs> Voices up, <laughs> high fives, pointing. It, yeah, it was it was spectacular. Uh, but that, that's actually the the story. And um, from there, uh, yeah, it was uh, onwards and upwards. That's great. And uh, credit to Choco. He's a great man. Um, there is one story, though, that I may have come across with this. <laughs> the last one. You do, you need to, yeah. um, funny times, you know, when you're young and there's always a bit of... A bit of uh, conjecture. Is that a word? Yes. Conjecture about where the uh, relationship lies with sleeping arrangements. Where are you going with this? Is there was there maybe a night where obviously at a young age you guys were made to sleep in separate rooms early days? <laughs> yes, but we were yeah we were eighteen so obviously, we were yeah. adults. Oh yes, it, no, but was there something you know, that you've happened? He- you've heard the story, have you? Yes. Just so, tell it. so, her room where they lived in Sydney. Her room was like upstairs, top. My and my room, spare room, was literally the other end of the house. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like usually I'd have to make my way to that room at an appropriate time. And one one night it was probably left a little bit too late, and you know probably thought, gee, I better better get better scoot better scoot yeah. not that they probably realize yeah but um so it was at a time where i thought you know everyone's would In be bed. asleep yeah. or every normal person would be asleep resting or going, about, going about their sleep yeah. and so i've stumbled well, i stumbled down I've, I've tiptoed down the house down the stairs got past and as i've walked past uh the lounge room uh mark's still on the couch watching like epl watching the soccer and just Looked over his shoulder and just stared at me <laughs> as I tiptoed to the, to no, the spare was, room, and he just looked at me and just sort of said, "Pretty late." Yeah, I was like, uh, "Yeah." He goes, "Early training tomorrow." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I gotta go to sleep now." And I was just doing push-ups. Yeah, and I was, it was bloody awkward. And then that next day was the hardest session I had trained again. Yeah, you went back, back to back, went back to back. You backed it up. Yeah. Wowee. Thanks for sharing that incredible story. Thousands of Aussies trust Aussie Broadband to keep them connected to the world, even when they're on the go. Because as well as reliable home internet, Aussie Broadband also offers flexible mobile plans with super generous data allowances and no locking contracts. Their 100% Australian-based support team are ready to help you make the switch. It only takes a few minutes. Aussie Broadband. The actual Aussie way. Search Aussie Broadband Mobile to find out more. T's and C's apply. Another story from early in the days. This is not to do with Georgie again. We'll let Georgie go because she's a, a, an astounding woman. Um, it was when you're in early in your career, there's sometimes when you're a bit young and naive and talking to the media. I actually never 
found out this until you told me last year. But what was the... Because we have obviously Lenny Hayes as a coach at the club. What was that day? What happened that time when you spoke to the media about St Kilda? And then obviously you'd said something, but then they knew <coughs> and it, yeah. they sort of wanted to get you back in the next game. Uh, yeah, it was like the start of our second year. We played some competitive footy. We weren't winning, but we played yeah. some competitive footy round one and two. And we just lost to Port Adelaide at Amy Stadium or Amy Park, whatever it is called over there. And... um. Did an interview that next day and we had St Kilda um, the following week and just the journo just asked about, you know, what's sort of the plan going into St, against St Kilda and, uh, you know, I was probably pretty honest at the time. I yeah. was like, oh, wow, well, we're, we're a young team, we're exciting, we've got a lot of really good runners and I think I use the term like we've got, we're going to probably try and run them off their legs. Yeah, um, which is fair enough. Which is like... yeah. Now I, I wouldn't care about saying yeah. that because that's probably what on clubs would actually say yeah. about other clubs. But yeah, obviously they ran with it and it, you know sort of blew out of proportion about how they reported it and made me look like that I was like potting, saying that were old, yeah, yeah, saying that old um, that they're done and that we're going to probably get them mm. um, in our twenty fifth game of footy ever, and they just come off like a pretty, pretty good successful time, yeah, era of playing grand finals and, and finals and that. So, yeah, they like absolutely targeted me the next game. It didn't help when uh, Leon wanted to start me on the bench to protect me, which was like, well, now I look soft. Yeah, I'm yeah, starting yeah. on the bench. I didn't get on to like the 10-minute mark. And when I came on, uh, they just kicked like their fifth goal. Anyone in particular? Yeah. Uh, well, Lenny came over. Uh, Nick Rewald. Uh, Lee Montagna had some nice things to say about me. <laughs> And I yeah, about my body shape, yeah. <laughs> which is funny because he's turned out that way. Yeah, <laughs> I think I know. Yeah, okay. And Jaron Geary um, also had a, some choice words to say, and it was a, it was a seriously hard game because um, you know like grown men superstars of the game were just yeah. smashing me, and I was like, well, gee, I will never ever talk again no. to the media. <laughs> and, no. and we got pumped by like 120 points. Yeah, okay. Um, lesson learned. Lesson learned. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, mate, obviously, you're at the Giants, long time, we'll move on, but obviously it would have been such a tough decision for you to return home. Um, talk me through that that last year and making up your decision. Um, was it always, did you know what you were going to do? Was it changing here and there, everywhere? Obviously, there was three teams that were sort of in the race that we know of, might have been more. Um, what ended up making you, making up your mind? How did you do it? Yeah, I, it was actually yeah, a really tough decision because... Um, you know, I love the the city of Sydney. I sort of spent my whole adult life here and did a lot of growing up and discovering who I was as a person here and also playing for, um, you know, a, what's become a great footy club in the Giants and to become one of, you know, be one of the first players here was something that I really cherished and, um, you know, it was uh, it was really tough to, to decide to, to return back to Melbourne. Um, but in the end, I, I felt that, Probably at the start of my career, I would have said, oh, I think I will return home to, to experience um, footy for, uh, in Melbourne and for what it is and, and what it um, lives up to be. And hopefully that was going to be for a big club, which luckily it's turned out to be Essendon. Um, so, yeah, uh, probably towards the end of the season, um, you know, you start sort of having those those thoughts and um, there's no doubt that it changed every day from wanting to stay and, and remain or wanting to, to return home. So, yeah, it came, you know, obviously came around and um, 
had a look at a few clubs in Melbourne and they were all pretty good at presenting. And, um, you know, for me, it just came down to um, a big club, a club that plays in on the big stage and plays in, in, in front of big crowds and yep. um, has a terrific support, um, you know, level of support through their members and and fans and um also a place I thought I could just play really Best high footy. high level of footy and, and, and obviously Bro was a person outside of the club and Essendon was um was that club for me. That's what it came down to. How hard was it though, like obviously those This few, is, this has uh, gone real serious. I know, but a few of those I just needed a few of those what are they called? Interviews. The private jets, all these things that we hear about that us us scum we don't ever see. I suppose, what was that like with those big dogs? It must have been cool. You, you would have felt like Harvey Specter at some stage. More, more like Vinny Chase on Entourage. Vinny Chase. Can you uh, tell us what pretty, the, was, can you say what the most elaborate thing was? You don't it, have to it, name it, the it club, was, but you can say the most it was elaborate pretty, thing. No, I, I would honestly, it's pretty widely known the clubs that I did have a look yeah. at, at going to, but they were all, all great in, in their own ways. But there was certainly one club that went to an extreme level that I think they may have done with other players in the past and will probably do in the future but oh, I don't know okay they do have that uh, ability Suspense. and dispos- disposable income wow but oh uh, yeah we uh, as you know Dil, um had a was lucky enough to get a trip up to Noosa for a day and um, yeah sort of enjoy um, some uh, really nice finer things in life finer things in yeah. life yeah <laughs> which is great it's um, great Someone has to do it. Someone's got to do it. <laughs> and I was willing to put my hand up to do it. You're a good man. You've always yeah. been good like that. Yeah. Mate. It, was, it, was a great, it was a great experience. In the... Um, speak about that decision, but in the actual period of that as well, mm-hmm. I don't know if a lot of people know this, but you are an incredibly uh, diligent trainer, athlete, uh, diet, everything. Probably the best I've ever seen. Professional. Absolute professional. Um, in the off-season when I went to um, Europe, um, and ate pasta and did whatnot. You went to a trip in LA, was it? Oh yeah, Phoenix, LA. Where was yeah, it? LA, so yeah, yeah, LA. Talk us through that. What was it? It was like a training camp that you just learned how to get even quicker and faster. Oh, so this is like this conditioning um, company, I guess if you call them. It was like sports science company called Exos. It's pretty pretty Exos. big over in the on the US, and they do a lot of training and that for NFL draft. Um, prospects and NBA and that and um, you know obviously was keen to sort of learn and get over there and try a few different things and just have a bit of fun while I was over there but yeah I went over there and did a 10 day camp at Exos in Exos Centre in LA and I think actually a few guys at Essendon have done that as well and, really? and are planning to do it in the future so it's pretty pretty cool um, experience and you know certainly do if you're looking to get a bit of change of pace or improve <laughs> your agility which I know is something you're trying to work on it's a great place to go. Okay, thanks. Because when I came back from that, and then we were matched well, yeah. up with each other. Like, yeah, no, I do remember that actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I um, no, I do remember that. I saw ankles for a couple of weeks. Um, but no, it was nah, good. Not at all, <laughs> mate. Um, adaption now to Melbourne life. Um, this wasn't just Melbourne, but you're a, you're an absolute property mogul. Um, you love your property and your property development. But now that you've moved back to Melbourne, you're obviously doing a bit of bit of work there. Talk us through that and your passion in in that side of it. Yeah, so, yeah, first and foremost, passion is footy and I love it, but there are plenty of interests outside of footy that I um, in, am enjoying and, yeah, property is a pretty broad uh, industry, but certainly the specifics in the, in the property game that I'm enjoying and able to experience with some work experience. I'm doing one day a week 
um, in the city at the moment, which I'm you know thoroughly enjoying and, and learning a lot a lot of about the property game. And uh, besides what I like to do there, also got into a bit of golf. Yeah, which I'm talk us through this. Uh, is this because well, of the Masters? Not really. So I think like Devin Smith is a pretty he's best golfer at the club and. We're at Barwon Heads doing a leadership camp in Geelong and, or down that Barwon Heads, obviously. God's country down there. Yeah, and tried to pick up a, a stick and have a few hits with him and I was horrific and he sort of said maybe it's something I should get into and I did and, you know, did what any AFL player returning home would. Went straight to Taylor Maid, bought some brand new sticks and um, all the gear, no idea. Yeah. Um, handicaps um, now at six, so... <laughs> No, no, I mean 26. <laughs> Mate, I get obsessed with golf once a year for about a week and I just give it up every time. No, I play I play two times a week. You I, play, yeah. I, I love it, yeah. No, I play once a week a year. So, like, <laughs> once, one week of a year I play yeah. and then give it up. It's just, yeah, it's I'm too tough. It, yeah. It's a um, great game. Yeah, it is. Good on you. Good stuff. I'm also into the F1 at the moment. Actually, I did see, yeah, you're F1. You come down to Melbourne and you're the face of F1. I got lucky enough to land the ambassador role for, F, for the F1, um, yeah, Australian Grand Prix. And I had an awesome experience doing that. I actually got to do a hot lap at Albert Park. And, um, In what, what sort of car? It was a two-seater McLaren um, F1. And that's like a scary experience. Like you hit, I think, around the 300 kilometres an hour mark and that us. What they can do is crazy. But that was awesome. I recommend doing that if you can. Yeah, I'll just go down the street and um, <laughs> just jump into F1. Just go for a ride. You do understand not normal people. We don't get you just to do that every day. It's not something you can just hire. Next question. <laughs> Mate, that's actually all I've got for you. <laughs> that's all I've got. Oh, okay. It's been an absolute pleasure uh, for me to catch up with you again. Um, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, can't wait to see you keep dominating this year. Uh, take the take the dons to where they need to be and uh, mate thanks again and uh, love you mate thank you it's been an absolute honour to be here on this show and, and I'm probably going to listen to this one that's for sure um, Dill and don't forget mate be yourself because everyone else is taken <laughs> thanks for listening to the show hope you enjoyed it The Dylan Friends podcast is produced by me, Dylan, and is edited by my great mate, Ryan Miller. To keep notified on the release, please subscribe on iTunes or wherever else you listen. If you want to see more of myself and the podcast, please follow at Dill Buckley and at Dylan Friends on Instagram. And if you want to contact me directly, please email dillandfriends at outlook.com. And don't forget to be yourself because everyone else is taken. was legitness. <laughs> was that it? Was that the word? <laughs>